This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again. Now, how's everyone's week's been? Gosh, I had a tough realization this week. I went to the hairdresser after six months of not going and it was at the point where my haircut was nearly over and then all of a sudden she paused and it really freaked me out. So Amy was actually there and she then sort of started to like cut into my one of my hairs and then passed me a gray hair. Oh, you're officially old, Kate. I know, I'm officially old at 31 with a, a gray hair. Fortunately, it was the only one that was there and I felt better because I saw Steph Claire Smith was going on <laughs> that she had a gray hair. So that's very sad. Well, I find it funny because my hair is very naturally dark and so and Amy are of course bottle blonde so maybe you guys have had gray hairs but no one's noticed to be fair I think unconfirmed a, I think a gray hair would stand out even from blonde hair no because they I kind of grow so. I think I think the first one grows in a different direction well you guys had a pretty busy week I haven't actually seen much of you guys because you've been working on your business relaunch yeah, so we're finally going to be launching our rebrand, which Sophie and I have been working on, I think, for probably six months. But with all COVID going on, we didn't think it was a suitable time to launch. So we're officially going to be launching this week and we're so excited to change our name. We had a few people messaging because we spoke about this six months ago and a few people did message saying, oh, can you give us a hint on the name? Yeah. Others may not care, but officially our new name is Hula Media. So it's really exciting to just even say that. The funniest thing was though, we just needed one shot of Sophie and I because we're not really in any of our advertising stuff and it kind of didn't make any sense because it is our business. So I'm the videographer of our business and I obviously couldn't film Sophie and I. So in came Kate. Yes, I've got a new skill to add to my resume. (laughs) I was the videographer and also maybe location scouter. Yeah. Because we went down to Port Adelaide where the 36ers normally train and there are some amazing graffiti walls down there. Well, if anyone's interested in checking out our new rebrand video, we'll leave the details in our show notes. And let us know how Kate did because I was quite impressed. Now getting into our first topic, Love Island stars Molly May and Tommy Fury have been blamed for the death of their puppy imported from Russia. Now this story has exploded not only in the UK but in Australia. Kate, for those who don't know, can you tell us who Molly and Tommy are? So Tommy and Molly are, of course, fan favorites from UK's Love Island, the summer edition. Now, Tommy and Molly both turned 21 this month. And as a birthday present for Molly, Tommy has gone and got Molly a Pomeranian puppy. And they called it Mr. Chai. And it is a bloody adorable puppy. And a lot of people were angered because the puppy didn't actually arrive in time for her birthday. It was a few days late. And it came out that the puppy was actually coming all the way from Russia. Some people suggested they should have either adopted from the UK or got from a breeder from the UK. And there was a lot of trolling around this. And then sadly, four days after they got the puppy, it in fact died. Yeah, well, they were firstly criticized for taking the puppy out on a picnic with them because many people thought that the dog hadn't had its vaccinations. And others were critical of Molly saying that she simply bought the dog as an Instagram accessory. 
I actually felt really sorry for these two because I think many people forget that they're only 21. I mean, I was shocked when I was watching their YouTube videos and they said that it was their 21st birthdays because they look about 28. I can understand where some people were coming from in terms of the backlash regarding getting the dog from Russia, but these two have just lost their puppy. I mean, I fell in love with the puppy and I only saw it a few times on Instagram. It was such a gorgeous dog. And I think that people need to be a bit more respectful sometimes of people's feelings, especially for Tommy, because Tommy was the one that purchased the dog. And a lot of people were just slamming him saying that he was dumb and he obviously typed into Google, oh, where do I get the cutest dog from? And Molly and Tommy addressed a lot of this criticism in their YouTube video that they put out a couple of days ago. So if did you want to tell us exactly what they said? Well, Molly said that she couldn't ignore the comments any longer and she also wanted to defend Tommy who was actually trending on Twitter for, as you touched on, the fact that many people thought he purchased the dog. She wanted to set it straight. She was the one who actually chose the breeder and pointed Tommy in the direction of this breeder. Well, I found it really interesting because not only did she say she picked the breeder, she said it in fact had been recommended to her by friends and also other people in the public eye had used the breeder before and had got very healthy and happy puppies from the breeder. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't the case for Tommy and Molly. After two days, the dog started showing signs of illness. It started vomiting, had runny poos, and that's when they rushed him to the vet. Well, I mean, they're getting slagged off for not taking care of the dog, but that's a pretty responsible thing to do to take the dog to a vet because, I mean, the symptoms don't seem that dissimilar to what a lot of pets go through. So scarily enough, at the vet, the vet said that they were going to examine it overnight. And then a couple of hours later, they got a heartbreaking phone call saying the dog had had a seizure and died. What made me sad was they actually thought it was a prank call because they've received that many prank calls during their time out of Love Island. That's just so awful. And even Molly explained that Tommy had been vomiting when he got the news. And I think that's really important to add that human element because people have just been bloody awful to them. Yes, they did the wrong thing by adopting a dog from Russia, but you know, this wasn't the result they wanted. Who wants to get a puppy and have it die Mm. four days later? Well, you touched on the Russia element. Molly actually used the video to also explain through the autopsy that actually didn't die from being imported from Russia. So the autopsy revealed that Mr. Chai's skull wasn't fully formed and that part of his brain was exposed. So basically any knock he received, he would have died. He also had no white blood cells. And this was a puppy that they were told was incredibly healthy before it was sent to them. The puppy was also four months old. I think because it is a Pomeranian, it did look very young. So I think that's where a lot of the criticism came in terms of people saying, oh, they took it to the park too early. It was four months old. Well, yeah, yeah, they did address that. And they said that he was vaccinated. He had had all of his injections before he was sent over. And as you said, he was actually four and a half months old. So the correct age to be going out in public. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's just awful to think of because, I mean, when, as soon as you hear that a puppy that's been sick has been, you know, travelled all the way from Russia to the UK, obviously something went amiss on the plane. A lot of the people who are criticising them, they do have some fair points because they are in a power position. A lot of people do look up to them. The fact that they're influencers, it may have prompted other people to buy the dogs, but they have done the right thing by hopping on YouTube well, and explaining. I don't think any of us are saying the right thing is to import a dog from Russia. We're just pointing out the fact that the dog actually didn't die because it was important. What I really liked about the video is the fact that they did say they did the wrong thing. So they said that they would never import a dog from Russia again. They said that they should have been better educated on where to get the dog and what to do. And they said that they hoped that this would be a lesson for other people. So I think it was really brave putting this video out because Molly did mention that she had got advice to just get a new puppy and pretend it had never happened. Well, really, no one would have known. Yeah. And who do you think that advice came from? Because I'm pretty sure it probably 
probably came from the breeder. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And this breeder has actually come under fire for selling sick dogs. Sophie, can you tell us a little bit about the breeder that Tommy and Molly purchased the puppy from? Well, as soon as I heard the news that the puppy had died, I immediately located the breeder's page and I was pretty appalled because it's so clear that this breeder is obsessed with celebrity and Instagram followers. The page has 94,000 followers and it also has a highlight sections where it includes all of the different celebrities that have these dogs. Well, you can tell by its name. It's called Tiffany Chihuahuas and Pomeranians. And, you know, there have been other Love Island stars that have purchased puppies from the breed. And one of those was Love Island star Bella Hassan. Now, I could not for the life of me remember who she was, but she actually was the blonde girl with the long fingernails that would scrape Anton's back. Great. Scratch. Sorry, scratch. (laughs) There was also a Real Housewives of Cheshire star Dawn Ward. Now, I don't know who that is either, but I feel like she's someone that would have a Pomeranian. I used to watch that. That was a great show. I suppose what's interesting is both of those reality TV stars have denied that their dogs were imported from Russia, Mm. despite them coming from the same breeder. Well, as you touched on, Kate, the breeder has been embroiled in another scandal, and that was just in 2018. She actually had a court battle with an unhappy customer. So she sold a dog that had a metal splint in one leg. So the dog actually broke its leg before she sold it. So if you actually Google the breeder's name, does that actually come up or is it just now that that's No, it came up. It was quite a highly publicized case and the breeder actually did return the money, but then the owner wanted to hold on to the dog. So both parties got some sort of payment back. Well, that's really interesting because after feeling so sad seeing Molly and Tommy's post, the second thing I thought was, geez, do they get their money back? Mm. Yeah, how much was the dog? Well, the dog was £6,000, which is insane. Well, not really. Not for like a celebrity designer dog. I I feel like that's not a huge amount. I mean, I saw golden retrievers for five grand here in a pet shop. £6,000 though, that's about 12000 Australian dollars. Well, I personally think that's a crazy <laughs> amount. Well, this breeder was also on a morning show recently and she copped a lot of criticism because not only did the dogs look terrified, but they were dressed in really tight clothing and it just, the whole thing just screamed of abuse, really. I don't know if that's abuse. I think what it screams of is this dog is your accessory. Well, the breeder has come out and said that she denies breaking any of the rules and she posted an Instagram saying that she was devastated by the loss of Mr. Chai and also saying that he was a healthy puppy when he left her house. Well, this case has really uncovered a disturbing trend of breeders actually targeting reality TV stars and influencers. So there are some awful breeders out there that are just going to people with huge followings and offering them discounted dogs or dogs for free just to use as like oh you know take pictures of it and and tag it and it's sort of like well this isn't a commodity this is actually an animal's life well former love island star olivia atwood she was one of the celebrities who came out and said she was actually offered a dog for free she didn't name the breeder so it's we're unsure whether it is actually this same breeder but it was in exchange for publicity yeah and it's interesting to think was tommy and molly offered the dog because six thousand pounds is a lot of money for a dog. And while they seem to be doing very well for themselves out of Love Island, it is hard to differentiate between what they're getting gifted and what they can actually afford. Just a thought, there were a lot of Love Island stars who were caught up in the scandal where they weren't hashtagging certain things were ads. I wonder whether it's the same laws. Can you know, can you be given a dog for free? Do you have to post that it's mm. an ad? Well, I assume the same laws would apply for anything that's being yeah. gifted or sponsored. I don't think a, a puppy is any different to makeup if the whole purpose is to sell puppies well to be honest i don't think it was a gift because i feel like if it was a gift and there was some sort of contractual agreement over it they wouldn't have been able to come out and said what they have afterwards 
The thing is, though, the dogs died, so the contract is probably void. Yeah, well, that is very sad at the end of the day that a dog has died and there are two people that are extremely upset about that, regardless of whether they did the wrong thing. I suppose the sad thing is this really isn't the first case of something like this. So the discussion has actually re-emerged after 2018 when Lucy's Law was brought in. So can you explain what Lucy's Law is in the UK? Well, Lucy is a King Charles Cavalier and she spent her whole life in a puppy farm, mostly in a cage, and she was rescued. And it's disturbing to see the huge list of things this dog had wrong with her. She had her hips fused together, a curved spine, bald patches all over her and epilepsy after many years of mistreatment. That is just so disturbing because when you get a new puppy, you're never thinking that this mum is just sitting in a cage being abused. It's just awful. Well, that's why it's so important to actually go and visit a if you are getting a dog through a breeder, you have to go and see where this dog is being held. You can tell straight away if a dog is being kept in a nice home. I mean, if there's someone just shoving a dog at the door to you, don't mm. don't take it. Well, the whole purpose of Lucy's Law was to stop people purchasing from pet shops and actually go directly to breeders that are doing the right thing. However, the case with Molly May and Tommy's dog has really exposed a loophole in the law where breeders can actually import dogs from abroad without a license if they act as what they call an agent. So it will be really interesting to see if the attention around this case actually brings change, which I really hope it will. Well, it made me have a look into what laws we have in Australia, and each state has its own legislation in regards to puppy farms and pet shops. And while some states have passed pretty progressive legislation, there are other states that are really far behind. And Victoria was the first state to ban the sale of animals in pet shops from 2018. And I feel like we've seen in South Australia, I struggled to see a pet shop. Yeah, I remember like last year there was a pet shop near our local Kmart and then that suddenly disappeared. So it seems like there is change happening in Australia. Well, when I worked at Today Tonight, I did an investigation into puppy farms in South Australia. And it is a story that was really close to my heart because... We ended up having to purchase a dog from a puppy farm to show what the realities are like. And my job was to actually get inside the house, but this guy would not let anyone in. So the whole point of the story was we got a dog, we went and got it health checked. And luckily there was nothing wrong with this dog. It was actually a gorgeous dog, but the story highlighted all of the loopholes around it because it is really hard for the RSPCA to actually prosecute these puppy farmers because they have to really catch them in the act. And they always have their puppy farm in a really remote location. So they'll send you to their sort of metropolitan house. So it is really, really difficult for the RSPCA to stop these people. Well, I actually found out I wasn't involved. Uh, Reese got our dog before we were together and he actually ended up getting it from a shop, which we found out later was involved in puppy farming. Aww. And you just don't know because they promote themselves as being this professional breeder and you really have to dig deep. I mean, it's just a trade that you don't want to be contributing to. I think the way you can tell if it is a legitimate breeder is the fact that they will have papers and documents. And a lot of the time the breeders do show their dogs. So they will have a lot of proof and a lot of documentation to show they are legitimate. And I think you can also tell by visiting their home and seeing what type of person they are. A lot of breeders will let you come and visit the dog ahead of time. Whereas these puppy farms will kind of quicken up the process a lot. I think you've just got to, at the end of the day, be responsible and do your research. Yeah. Just even a quick Google of some of these names, you will uncover things about these breeders that are out there. 
So let's get into the pit and the peak of the social media week. And the peak is a pretty obvious one that I'm sure everyone has been seeing in their feeds. And that is, of course, the support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, we had Blackout Tuesday. And while there was a little bit of confusion and controversy around whether it was good or bad, I think at the end of the day, we have seen many influencers doing the right thing and educating themselves on the movement and in turn educating their followers. And not just influencers, everyday people have been getting behind the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been so amazing to see. Well, that also brings into our pit of the social media week and I came across a couple of disturbing Instagram videos from influencers in the wild page. Now these were multiple influencers going out in the streets of America and using the Black Lives Matters protest and riots as a backdrop for their photos. Oh this was absolutely (laughs) appalling because you see them with their perfectly made signs and their outfit ready to go And the posing, like the fact that these people have the gore to stand on the streets posing over something like, like, it's just appalling. While the people were disgusting, I actually found it really fascinating watching the people taking the photos because, Mm. you know, they're wearing masks and they just look like they're really concentrating. There was one girl that was wearing this long, formal, flowy dress and she kind of quickly steps out in front of the protest moving forward and flicks her hair and does her pose. And I just couldn't believe it. She's the least exciting to look at. Please give it a thumbs up. Give it a like because it really supports my channel. You're an insignificant ass here. Well, getting on to our reality wrap of the week, and to be honest, there hasn't been much reality TV on at the moment except MasterChef, but that's all about to change tonight. So we're recording this on Monday. Big Brother is set to drop. I'm pretty excited, but I have this feeling like I'm going to be quite disappointed. Well, maybe it's better to go in with low expectations (laughs) because obviously it seems like Channel 7 are doing a big reboot of the show. There's been rumors that it's going to be a bit more like Survivor. The Friday night games are going to be a big part of it, which I am against but we'll see what happens we hopefully we'll be pleasantly surprised well it seems channel 7 have pretty low expectations for the show saying that they don't expect the viewing to be that high i think we discussed it in a previous podcast that it seems like the reason seven have got big brother is they really want to boost their youth audience and they do want to push people to their seven now app so they probably know it's not going to get heaps of viewers in but it's more of a strategic reason the other show that's set to come back soon is bachelor in paradise and 10 have been teasing this for a while. It was, of course, meant to air, but then everything with COVID-19 happened and they pushed back the date. But I'm hoping it's going to air soon. It might even rival Big Brother. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. There are some big names on this. Obviously, we've got Abby Chatfield. We've got Brittany Hockley. I'm so excited to see what happens with them because, of course, they are women that have big public profiles at the moment and have got podcasts that they've been talking about their everyday lives. So it'd be really funny to see if Mm. they've actually found love. Well, in other Bachelor news, now this is a little bit sad, but there are reports from the Daily Mail that Angie and Carlin have actually split. Oh, it must be true if it's from the Daily Mail. <laughs> well, do you know what? They've unfollowed each other on Instagram. See, that's always a sign. Yeah. <laughs> so there were rumors last week that they'd split, but Carlin came out and defended it because basically Angie had moved to Sydney to be closer to Carlin, but she's actually moved home and he claimed it was just for her to see her family. But it seems that maybe the time together during COVID-19 has potentially caused the split. 
Well, on the topic of love TV shows, the UK is going to be getting a dose of Australia's Love Island. Now, I already feel sorry for them because it was devastating news that the UK version had been cancelled due to the pandemic. And this is just another blow to them, really. Can you imagine all the Love Island contestants just rubbing their hands together at the amount of new followers they're going to get from the UK? Do you know what? They might be so desperate to actually just watch Love Island. They might embrace it, but it is just so disappointing in comparison to the UK version. I feel like the low production level is going to be pointed out by the UK. They're probably going to be shocked. (laughs) Well, there is good news for Love Island fans because I saw an ad for Nine now and they have actually uploaded every series of Love Island UK and Australia to their channel. Now, it's time for Awkward Turtle, which is quickly becoming my favorite segment because we usually get to shame Sophie, but this time we're shaming someone that was associated with Sophie, (laughs) one of Sophie's ex-boyfriends, who we hope doesn't listen to the show. (laughs) We've run out of Awkward Turtles that have happened this week, so we've had to cast our net back back further. Now, Amy and I were reminded of this because we were actually driving past the McDonald's that he used to frequent near his house. And Sophie, we're quite disturbed that you didn't actually break up with him because what he used to do was buy McDonald's from literally around the corner from his house, (laughs) eat it in the car and then throw the garbage out the window in his own suburb. And he (laughs) asked you, did he not say to you, what else do you want me to do with it? Well, put it in the bin in your house. I did broach the topic of why you're throwing garbage out your window in your own street, but that comment actually (laughs) comes from another thing that he used to do in the car, which was pick his nose. And he would pick his nose and eat it. And when I said, what are you doing? He said, what do you want me to do? Flick it in the car. That's disgusting. No, I'd rather you eat it. Maybe you don't pick your nose in the car. Maybe you just get a tissue. Well, it's funny you say that because I knew of someone. Now, this is a friend of a friend. And so what this girl used to do was she used to also pick her nose. But instead of... In the car. Yes, in the car. But instead of actually eating it or putting on a tissue, I mean, I'm not suggesting you should eat your own boogers but anyway instead of you know disposing of it she had a special area of the car that she wiped it oh yuck this actually reminds me of when sophie was a child and she had a booger wall i mean she was too i think that can be forgiven at two having a gross can i just say back to your ex-boyfriend who used to throw garbage at the god he's probably gonna hate me now yeah whatever i'm Um, sure he's not listening but Okay, so it makes no sense to me that he was willing to throw the garbage out the window, but he couldn't flick his booger. Mm. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you flick the booger onto the garbage and then throw it out I the think window? It was too much effort for him to just flick it out the window. That is so disgusting. And so, Hold why on, can is I picking his nose in front of you? I know. That's but, is that, so. That's pretty awkward for everybody. Well, can involved. I just say this has also raised a third question? What now? I have had the. Why dis- did you stay with him? Is that the question? <laughs> I ha- well, he actually broke up with me, so maybe that's. <laughs> Well, the issue that's come up for me is, is it booger, bogey, or what is the other one? It's not. No, boogie. Um, now, Brandon booger. and his family think it's boogie. It's not oh, I think boogie. it's all of them, isn't it? No, it's not boogie. It's bogey. Well, no, I have been, he and his family are like, what is a bogey? Like, they think that that doesn't even exist. But boogie is what you do on the dance floor. You have a boogie. You don't. You well, don't... we'll put that into our Outspoken, the podcast community what group. What a revolting poll. What to do have. you call the thing up your nose? All right. I think we're going to end on that low point today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. If you did enjoy the podcast, we'd love for you to leave a review. And also, please take a snap of where you're listening to and share on Instagram because we love seeing those photos. And if you'd like to join in the conversation, we do have a Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. 